0: Not not yet? Don't go yet? <laughs> it's a train wreck. Hey, everybody. No? no? Okay, hey, everybody. Now we can go. How to be a Texan. Welcome. What's going on? I'm following simple directions. I just love coming in on the wrong part yeah, of that song. You're good at it. You're song. really good at it. It's such a nice strumming guitar whatever. Is that is. you playing? It's not. You know, no. you're... People, y- y'all don't know, but Kevin is a gifted guitarist. I wouldn't say that gifted. Somebody gifted me a guitar one time. <laughs> <laughs> no, he really is. He's very, very good. So, yeah. okay. Well, no, hey, that's not me. Hey, well, hey, well, welcome here. So we got Sammy. Sammy, how's it going? Pretty good. Hey, good to see you. All right, now we got Kevin hey <laughs> all right and I'm tonight the weak, i'm the weak link
1: now that sammy's on here she's well, much smarter than strong i
0: strong player yeah strong strong player Very okay sad. so tonight we thought we'd give you two bits of information one would be we're going to talk about droughts and rainfall in texas <laughs> i thought so too but this is good stuff what do you talk about with people with, when you really don't know them?
1: You just talk about the weather because you, you don't know what else weather. to talk about. Yeah,
0: and the first thing pops up, when's it going to rain? When we going to rain? Hey, boy, sure could use some rain, couldn't we?
1: I'd go to California, you know, a couple times a month, and it's always. Is it hot out there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, the weather's perfect out here, you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Is yeah. it dry out there? Yeah. <laughs> Dry out here too. Yeah. See that's I was out there and this is the weirdest thing. If you remember a couple years ago in California they had those massive fires like in Napa Valley. Oh yeah. Took out all those wineries. Yes. So a lot of people are suing PG and E, the electric utility company out there. Really? Yeah, big time. Why? Okay, so what happened was apparently a transformer blew. Okay, right, which happens all the time around here.
0: Yeah, and it started it's, the wildfire. It
1: started a fire, and then there's some kind of. Uh, I wish I would have researched this, but I didn't. There's some kind of massive winds that come through at this time of the year. Oh yeah, yeah. And so those winds like picked it up and just spread this huge fire. Oh, okay. it took out all these properties in Napa wow. last year or two
0: years ago. Right. So when was I was out horrible. there last
1: week, PG&E is now shutting off power.
0: What, like rolling blackouts? Rolling, yeah. Brownouts, blackouts, blackouts. whatever you call them. Power yeah. outages. Yeah. Oh, my god! Just to keep things cool down? Yeah.
1: Or? When I was talking to a friend of mine that lives there... And he was saying, basically, it's PG&E saying, you know, F you to California because oh my they're gosh. putting all the liability on them. Wow. So now they're saying, fine, we'll shut the power off. Well, transformers get blown all the time. All the time.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. So
1: imagine that. So this is Silicon Valley. Yeah. And in Silicon Valley, With no power. you got power being shut off for hours and hours at a time. Oh, my goodness. It's ridiculous.
0: Well, yeah. Well, regardless, rain is you know i've told you about the level five levels of communication have i ever told you about that no I go to all these classes on how to better communicate with people. Yeah. How's it working? <laughs> <laughs> Quite poorly, actually. But level five is the level that we stay at about 95% of the time. Oh, with just everybody like around. surface like, level, weather. Yeah, it's like, hey, how the kids, how's your dog, you know, how's the yeah. weather, you know, whatever. Just yeah. Level five. And then you go down to level one, was just deep, heart-to-heart, emotional, whatever. Yeah. And it's hard to get down to that level one. And, I mean, it's just very, very hard to do that. Yeah. But... Weather, it's it's what we talk about for the most part. It's what we talk about all the time. Yeah. But the one thing I thought I thought would be interesting to talk about was kind of rainfall by region, and then the droughts that occur in Texas that are such kind of big markers for us. And we think we're in a drought all the time until we're not, and then all of a sudden we think we're in a drought again, right? Don't you think we've had more rain
1: here recently than we? I mean, no, not in the past couple of months. It's been super super dry. But it seems like the past spring we had a ton of rain. That's right. Just more than I can remember.
0: We did. We ever did. in
1: my lifetime. No, I've we, lived here my whole life.
0: We did, and um, and so just a, a little bit uh, about that. I I, I I researched the the rainfall by region, and it's it's interesting because first of all, people can't agree on the different regions of Texas. Have you ever seen that? No. I mean, remember back in Texas history when we were growing up. They say, well, the piney woods region and this and that and whatever. Yeah. Well, the gen- big thicket. Yeah. Well, no, that's not a region name. That's not a region. No. No. Oh. No. You have like the plains, and you have the piney woods, and whatever. Well, it's easier if you just well, go. What's the
1: big thicket? I always heard about the big thicket <laughs> growing up. It just you never heard that term. No. no. You never heard of the big thicket. I've
0: never heard of the big thicket. All I- right. But I'm I'm curious about it now. So, regardless. Um but but the geographic areas that we have are North Texas, East Texas, Central Texas, South Texas and West Texas. And then a lot of times people say, "Well, you have uh, there's not a big thicket." But the golf <laughs> there is a big it's, thicket. Okay. Oh. Um
1: the the big thicket is a national preserve
0: in Texas somewhere. Mhm. Where? A
1: county yeah. park. Count- Wait, no. What? It is a county park. Um the big it says thicket. the the Big Thicket is, th- is the name of a heavily for- forested area in southeast Texas. There you go. Okay. Can't believe we never heard That's of the Big
0: Thicket. Crazy. But there are four other regions that are called the <laughs> Gulf Coastal Plains, the Interior Lowlands, the Great Plains, and the Basin and Range Province. Yeah, I've never heard of those either. No. But regardless, when I looked at annual rainfall between just scattered around, Beaumont gets about 60 inches of rain a year that's it is that a lot i don't even know what a lot of rain is five feet yeah but is that a lot per year i mean like what does seattle get i don't know probably 60 inches let me see what Seattle. i bet they get probably 70 inches but guess just think about that tell me this the city or the part of texas that you think it's the lowest amount of rain per year annually
1: El Paso? El
0: Paso, nine inches. Yeah. Can you believe that? That's ridiculous. Nine inches in El Paso, 60 inches in Beaumont.
1: Wait a second. Are you sure about Beaumont?
0: I'm dead positive. I looked for highs and lows. El Paso, nine. Beaumont, 60.
1: So this is saying Seattle ended up with 35 and a half inches of rain in 2018.
0: It needs to get more rain. I'm just telling you. That's weird. Beaumont. Everybody thinks of
1: Seattle as being...
0: Kind rainy of wet and foggy and and whatever. Beaumont
1: gets more than that. Mhm. That's
0: crazy. Move to Beaumont, enjoy some rain. <laughs> so anyway, what I thought we'd talk about are um, the thing that people freak out about are droughts. And it feels like we have a lot of droughts here in Texas. And so um, I have a number of articles that I thought we'd go through just Let's very very quickly. So a history of the drought and extreme weather in Texas and it really gives a uh, a, a timeline uh, from whatever the TWRI is. I have no idea what that, is, that agency is. Let me see if I look. There. Oh, here it is. Texas Water Resources Institute. Hmm. So we have one of those. That's, like a fun place. Well, it's part of the Texas A&M University. A&M's got everything. They've oh, got yeah. everything agricultural. And uh, they've got the TWRI. And they've been tracking droughts over time. And the first one started in 1822 with the first colonists under Stephen F. Austin, believe it or not. SFA, he had the first drought. And then you go all the way to he 1900.
1: Didn't have the first
0: drought? Well, he experienced the first one as a Texan. <laughs> and then 1900, you got the early years of Texas, they were dry, turn of the century and we just didn't have squat. And, All right. and so, remember, we didn't have reservoirs back then. So the big one that happened, you have a number of other droughts that occur, but the big one that occurred was around 1950 to 1957. That's the one that people say is the kind of climax drought of Texas. So think about it. That's seven, eight years of drought. They considered it president. More than the Dust Bowl? President Eisenhower considered it a drought disaster. Wow. Now, the Dust Bowl, think about that. So that was really in um, 1934 to 1935. The Great Dust Bowl hits with sandstorms in Amarillo for three months, seven times the visibility in Amarillo, declines to zero, and then one complete blackout lasted for 11 hours, and um, one storm raged for three and a half days.
1: That sounds pretty bad.
0: No, that's horrible, but the time, the duration of that drought was not as bad. Now, the bad news is, is there was a drought right prior to that from 1925 to 29, and that was the age of all the wheat farming. Remember, we talked about that before where the great tra- the tractors came up and they were tilling over millions and millions of acres of buffalo grass, mm-hmm. which basically loosened all the soil. And then, by the time that 1934 and 35 came, that's when the Great Dust Bowl occurred because you'd had six years of all this wheat farming across Mid America that loosed all this soil, and there was no buffalo grass to hold it in place, and it was awful, catastrophic. And the, you wait, go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say this says that that during that time is when the Brazos River Conservation w- was created.
0: Oh yeah. Well, Did you ever but,
1: see the Brazos River growing up?
0: Oh, no, just pieces of it.
1: I remember we used to drive out, you know, to Graham or Olney, Loving all the time. We'd cross the Brazos River, and it always just looked like it basically it was dry, a little puddle. Yeah, yeah, it was like a little puddle.
0: Yeah, the Red River, same thing, going in Oklahoma. Oh, Red
1: River is that bad too?
0: Yeah, there were pieces of it during the middle of the summer where you're just like, dude, there's no water. That's crazy. It's amazing. I think the I think the rivers are up lately though well and and they've gotten so much better the army corps of engineers the agencies under the texas a&m that actually study it and now work to um preserve water that's what's really come but the one in 1950 to 57 that was the seven to eight year drought driest
1: period in our state's known history is what this is that's right just yeah. awful
0: wow. awful 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 so everything huh. died you know all the crops died and it was just awful. And then in 1957, they had heavy general rains and that ended that drought.
1: And it resulted in major flooding. Several, yeah. ki- several killed, hundreds of homes destroyed because of the flooding.
0: Right. But what, what came of that was that this is when all the reservoirs, somehow, some brilliant team of people came up with the ideas that we need to do a better job we've just experienced the worst drought in history, we need to do a better job of planning for retention of water. Hmm. And so that's when they came up with, they really studied the water basins, the watersheds, how water flowed across Texas, and then the use of water. And so that's when now we've got 188 known reservoirs in Texas and that all came out in 1950 and so at the time millions of dollars were spent of flooding these kind of lowlands and then bringing all this water in so that they could really save up for a rainy day or, or in other words save up, save up for a dry day yeah so that they could use this this reservoir water for uh, purposes so of So what what's the difference between a reservoir and a lake? Well, there's only Okay, fact checker. Here we go. This is from memory. I believe there's only one man-made lake in Texas.
1: One man-made?
0: No, I'm sorry. One natural lake in Texas. I think that may be a myth. Okay. I'm going to tell you it's the Caddo Lake. But I've heard that too. I've heard that too. Caddo Lake. It's the Caddo Lake out on the the uh, Texas-Louisiana border going from Dallas to Shreveport. You go Caddo Lake. It's real swampy. It's got that Spanish moss all over. It's beautiful. It's real swampy. A bunch of gators in there and all that. Is that the one
1: where you go across these long, like super long bridges forever going into Louisiana?
0: Well, no, that's Ponch Train.
1: Oh, no, Ponch Train's down south, right? That's
0: down in Louisiana, down by between. No, I'm
1: talking about as you're going from Texas into Louisiana, there's these long bridges and there's this green looking.
0: It may be. Swampy-looking lake. But it's called Caddo Lake, C A D D. Caddo Lake, yeah. And so that's the only natural lake that I know of in Texas. There, I'm sure there's more, but it's the only one that I know of. <laughs> the rest know. are, I just threw a huge disclaimer you're, in there.
1: You're an authority on lakes. So. No, I'm not,
0: I'm not at all. <laughs> but now we've built a crap ton of, of reservoirs, big ones. And so I'm like talking, Grapevine Lake over here, is that a reservoir? That's a reservoir. Okay, that was, so that when was, you say was, reservoir,
1: that's what we mean. That was man-made. Lake Louisville?
0: Yeah, where you've got like five thousand acres of flooded timber.
1: Yeah. But we yeah. don't get our drinking water out of that, do we?
0: Not grapevine, but like LB like uh like Ray Roberts and some of these others, you do. We do. Yeah. You get all your drinking water. I have no water. idea where my drinking water comes no, from. No, your your drinking water probably comes out of Lake Ray Roberts. For okay. example for example. Because yeah. all that's filtered to us through processing centers and all that. Got it. So, and then you've got reservoirs by each of the municipalities. I mean, these big water towers, they collect and hold water too. Yeah. So, but I think what happened was the science of water retention really came out of the 1950 drought. And that was a cool thing that happened as a result of this. So, um, and then, you know, I feel like we've been in a drought recently. You know, there was, there were droughts all through the. There was one in the 60s, one in the 80s, one in the 90s. I remember 90s. the 80s one. Yeah. I mean, I remember that was... And believe it or not, that was only two years. That was in 84 and 85, and where we did conservation of water and... Uh... Don't you remember that? It'd be on the news every night, you know? Yeah. Don't water.
1: record 100 plus days. you remember that? They were counting the right. 100 plus days and it was just going on. I thought on, that on, was on. where it
0: was above 1980 was the year where we had a hundred straight days of above a 100 degree weather. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. yeah, and there was a drought in there too. yeah. I'll be. That's yeah. interesting. So then in the 90s, we had a couple then in 2005 to six, we had another one. Um, and then 10 and 11, we had another one. And then what they're saying is between 2011, this predated article, to 2060, this is the scary thing. So they're saying at 2011, we had 25.1 million. Now in 2019, we have, God, I don't know, 28 million. And in 50 years, we're going to have really 46 to 50 million in the water demand at that million, point. Million what? People? Million people. Okay. Then so it's all about the population in Texas and the water demands that we have here. Yeah. And they're going to say that we need at least 22 million acre feet a year of water, and that is going to increase um, 20% a year.
1: But don't you feel like we've had a lot more rain over the past few years? Yeah, but it's Like, remember how all the lakes were always, like, bone dry, and then yeah. suddenly... Remember when we used to ride our bikes out to yeah. Grapevine Lake? It was just
0: bone dry. Yeah.
1: And then suddenly a couple of years ago, it got so flooded to where it was like water was up to that guard shack that we used yeah. to ride to. And, I'm, and, and trust me, I'm,
0: I'm not trying to get into the, you know, the we're, we're killing the earth and the ozone later and all that. But the thing is, is if you look at it over a century, if you look at weather patterns over a century, it is always very cyclical. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to have dry periods, we're going to have very wet periods, and we're going to come back. And so... So the climate changes It claimed, constantly. It changes all the time.
1: So why do people... Some people say there's no climate. I mean, clearly the climate is changing.
0: It, right.
1: Who says there's no climate change? How could you
0: say it, that? Well, you couldn't say that. If you look at it... If you look at it between this year and last year, it's like, oh, yeah, we had a glacier melt. Well, of course you did. You know. But then if you look at it over 100 years or 500 years or 1,000 you know, whatever. Uh, okay. So it changes. It's just naturally changing it's a natural ebbing and flowing and yeah. so droughts come droughts go and it feels like some of my neighbor told me the other day he said kyle we hadn't had um you know any substantial rain since july 1st and it's it's mid-october now yeah no know. it's
1: so dry out here like oh I yeah got, my grass is just hurting oh yeah
0: but it's, it's one But of the, before
1: that, in the spring, we had. It was so wet. It, like it rained every day. I remember I was complaining. <laughs> Kidder yeah. had to tell me, stop complaining. That's I right. I was complaining. It's like it rains every day. Here.
0: Everything was mushy. Every day. It was muddy, mushy, everything. Yeah. yeah. It's so weird. It's, it's just temporal. So if, if you take it the long term view, then it's all good. There was another article that came up that I thought was really good, and it said, and so being a, a math major back in college, of course I don't know any math now, but there is this one article by the National Drought Mitigation Center. <laughs> How nerdy <laughs> is that? <laughs> so great. But anyway, measuring drought, there are three metrics that you look at, and one is the standard precipitation index. I'm not going to go into that. The second one is the Palmer Drought Severity Index, and the third is your crop moisture index. I don't know how official any of these rankings actually are. Well, no, they're official. They're like... <laughs> and so the crop moisture index is a derivative of the PDSI, which is the the Palmer drought severity. So I don't know who Palmer was, but apparently Palmer was terribly interested in droughts, and he came up with this kind of amalgamation of a formula that created an index that said of all these factors. And the one thing that they can't say is on... August 14th, that's when the drought started. They have to kind of go in kind of generalities of like the year of 2012 or whatever. We started to see this, you know. Mm -hmm. So, that's what this Palmer Drought Severity Index, it it shows kind of trends of all these factors that came in there and says, well, we're extremely wet. And it goes all the way to extreme drought Hmm. of negative point. So, what is
1: Palmer telling us right now?
0: He's telling us we're dry. We're dry as a bone. <laughs> I could have told you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then there's another article on. I just thought it was interesting. Five things you might not know about water in Texas. I thought
1: you were gonna talk about the crap moisture index. No, no. The crap moisture index.
0: Crap. <laughs> Is it called crap?
1: It's right under. It's right under Palmer. It's called
0: crop. You need to fix your oh, glasses. Oh, crap moisture index. Crop. <laughs> It's a derivative. It's a derivative of Palmer. You, you need a, I
1: thought it was something about your bowel movement situation. What's your crap moisture index? You got, <laughs>
0: you got a smudge on your glasses. Diarrhea. That's an O, not an A.
1: It ranges from constipation <laughs> to severe diarrhea. The crap I, moisture index. I could
0: I could create an index for that. <laughs> There's no no question I could create an uh, index for that. I
1: got a smudge on my glasses.
0: Yeah, it's a it's an O, not All an right. A. so we're gonna skip over that one. Yeah, so then we go to the five. Things you might not know about Texas water, and I thought this was a really interesting article. Where it says, number one, water supply, and these are these are questions to ask. Water supplies are so low, people are drinking their own wastewater.
1: Well, that leads to a higher crap moisture index. That's (laughs) right. What are you kidding me? People are drinking their own wastewater.
0: And the answer is, we already are.
1: What are you talking
0: about? All the water that goes through our sewage system is taken back to a treatment plant. It processed and sent back into play. Here? Here. We don't need that. We got a lot of water out of Lake Ray Roberts. You talked about that earlier. We, we got disgusting. a lot of water. It is disgusting. I just grow salmon. I
1: guess out. if they process it correctly, it's They not process
0: bad. all the urea and fecal material I, I is you, processed right out.
1: I thought you meant without the processing. No, you're not drinking raw. <laughs> I know I'm not, but I thought you said some people were. You,
0: you remember Gandhi? You remember who Gandhi was? Mahama yeah, Gandhi? Yeah, I think he? most people remember <laughs> Remember, he drank his own urine. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. He He drank it out every day. He thought it was purifying. (laughs) Isn't that interesting? Thought that was pretty good. You should disgusting. try that. No. You should try that. No way. Sammy, you should try that. I'm not drinking my own pee.
1: I'm just well. glad that we don't have a well here because my septic system does not perform well. <laughs> so all that crap <laughs> would end up in the well. Okay. I, that Re- would not be good.
0: No, that that would be bad. But regardless, uh, <coughs> drinking your own wastewater, uh, the the fact is, is that you probably are. Uh, that's the norm already in California and Florida. And it's probably going to be the norm uh, across the majority of the U.S. Uh, soon, if not it already. And then the question is, where is all of our water going? That's point such a weird two.
1: statement. That's such uh, a weird statement. Well,
0: all me. five of these are shocking what? statements. I don't even know what article you're on at this, this point. This is on the uh, stateimpact.npr.org. Oh, uh, okay. There it's an go. NPR thing. Oh, NPR. Yeah, there you go. NPR. Hey, always always challenging by the NPR, right?
1: NPR, you're drinking your own
0: urine. Yeah. And so then the second question is, where's all of our water going? And the short answer is agriculture, right? Yeah. Agriculture. And so uh, we use up 60% of the state's water via agriculture. And you know the most uh, prolific, worst performing city in Texas? No. Dallas, Dallas for for what for for overuse of of water uh, of water. Oh yeah, I believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so let me see if I can and find then
1: as that. we've covered before, all of that wastewater that we do actually our sewage goes into the Trinity River and goes down to Houston, and they're drink they're drinking our sewage <laughs> down in Houston. <laughs> that we, was, we've covered that before. That was
0: your theory before. That no, that you, was in one of the articles you had. You Houston's said, drink <laughs> yeah, it said Dallas Houston's been crap water? For years. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah no. I'm, I'm not going to confirm or deny that. But, yeah. So, so, 60% of all of our water goes to agricultural purposes. And actually, lower down here on question four, it gets to the which city residents use the most water, and I'll get to Dallas. But number three, it says, are we going to end up fighting over water? And um, and the answer is probably. When? Uh, yeah, And so, well, it's on like who who, uh, you know, who owns the water and um, all that because you've got all these aquifers and author- water authorities and all that. And so the question is, And, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, we piped the water from Colorado to New Mexico already. And so who owns that water? How much do we pay for it? And actually, the Texas Supreme Court has already got involved in landowners versus the Edwards Aquifer Authority. And the Edwards Aquifer is really under all the hill country right now. Yeah. And And what do they do down there? Well, they're saying it's my water. How dare you take it? You got to pay me for it. Who's trying to take it? The landowners above The water runs in the aquifer way below ground. And they're saying just like mineral rights that that they have rights to the the water that's underneath it. So you should pay me Hmm. for use of that water that's already in kind of Mother Earth. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. (laughs) It's a good one, though. And then down to the which city residents use the most water? And it's Dallas by far. Their residents use 213 gallons of water per person per day. While everybody uses far less. Houston, Wait a second,
1: two hundred thirteen gallons per person
0: per person per day. What are they doing with that? Well, think about the watering systems. Just think about our our you know all of our grass. Oh, showers, watering. showers, toilets. I I run my watering system for two and a half hours every other day. You do every other day two huh. and a half hours at least two and a half hours. It yeah. may go long, longer. I water a ton. Interesting. I'm. I probably use 213 gallons a day. Wow. Anyway, but Houston, um, they use 134 gallons of water a day per person. San Antonioans use 149 gallons a day. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Yeah. And then the question is, is there any water hiding out there? Is there water that we don't know about? Maybe in the aquifer or where is water hiding that we don't know about? I don't know. Well, the answer is the ocean.
1: Well, it's not hiding. I mean, not... <laughs> <laughs>
0: so then there's a process called desalination. Desalination, yeah.
1: Why can't we desalinate water? We should What's desalinate. What's the problem with that? We should desalinate. California should desalinate. Well, California's running out of water, and they got miles and mi- hundreds of thousands of miles. They around. got hundreds and thousands of miles of, of water. Yeah.
0: Why can't they desalinate? They should desalinate. What What is the issue with that? I <laughs> oh, no. It's an expensive, it's a very expensive process of desalination. Cheaper than dying? Oh, gosh. Isn't it? Yeah, I think so. So, anyway, that's it. That's all I got. So, uh, yeah, so water. Water's important. <laughs> <laughs> so, I thought it was kind of fun talking about droughts and rainfall by region in Texas. That's... But I really didn't get into it. But, hey, I thought we'd talk about our state fair update. You want to do Speaking
1: that? of water, I did not drink enough water at the State Fair.
0: You know I was a little dehydrated. You know, Amy's got me drinking eight bottles of water a day. Wow. I I have to go to the bathroom a lot. That's a lot. You know, the older I get, the more I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, that's scary. I don't know, the bladder just doesn't have the elasticity or something at fifty. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. Is that it? Maybe. It just gets real stiff, it fills up, it's like, oh, gotta go.
1: State fair was good though. It was the most crowded that i've ever experienced there i don't know about you yeah so we did it this. was super crowded yeah
0: so we did a state fair episode i don't know a well while back a couple of weeks ago yeah and um and we talked about the beauty of the state fair and the fun of it and so anyway we proofs in the pudding so we all went out we so did too your And then we ran into y'all there yeah your family went out my family went out and um it was great it was great to see you guys um and so yeah i'll just say and there you're were, like kevin Meet us
1: at the Ford F-250 exhibit <laughs> in the auto fair. No, I'm that, like, what?
0: It was actually the Ford F-450. Oh,
1: F-450. I'm like, what? I'm uh, outside by all these trucks. You're like, no. This is indoors. Ford F-450. I'm like, okay, yeah. we'll find you.
0: Now, me and the baby were at the Ford <laughs> F-450. So the baby was in there looking in. Oh, it was so fun. So that truck was awesome. I- I'll say... I enjoyed, but forget Ford. So I'm a, you know, I'm a big fan of the Dodges, right? Yeah. I'm a big fan of the Rams. So we ended up getting back to the Rams. And for $72,500, I could have the car of my dreams. Yeah. 72000 I mean, who pays $72,000 for a car? You know, we were looking at a
1: Ford uh, Expedition that was fully loaded. Oh, my gosh. It was $82,000. No.
0: No. That's robbery.
1: It's crazy, man.
0: But this was a... And
1: then when I got home, I was, you know, on the computer, and I saw this article about how the middle class in America, they're uh having to take out seven-year auto loans now because they can't afford the auto car. Seven years. Yeah. That came up after I'd seen those prices. That's insane. It's crazy, man. Well... But they're just making – don't get me started. They're making money off the – it said in this article that the Ford – not Ford, but the auto companies now are just making more money off the financing than they are off the actual cars themselves. I see that. So So they're
0: probably mad at you if you pay cash for something.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Well, all I know is that car, Cole and I, one of my twins and I, were looking at that. It It was a Laramie package Dodge Ram 2500 diesel with a Hemi. It was the nicest car I've ever seen in my life. I, and it's $72,500. <laughs> I'm not paying that. It's I'm going so to drive a Franken-truck till I'm dead. So. I'm not paying that crap. What are you going to do? Yeah. But anyway, so back to the fair. So there was a tremendous amount of body odor. Yeah. There was a lot of people. There was overpriced food. And, okay, uh, so what
1: all did y'all hit? Go- quickly through what y'all hit, then I'll go what what we hit. Okay, and so we'll we started.
0: Notes. We Doc Shepard gave us a pass. We got to go park out by Cal Barn 1. So we got in for free, which was incredible. So that saved us $18 a head. So we got in, and so we go through Cattle Barn 1, Cattle Barn 2, and we're seeing all the kids showing all their cows, which was cool because they were so proud. And that was fun to see because they were literally so incredibly proud of what they'd done for the year, and these are FFA kids. And so that was cool. So we did that. We didn't get to go into Horse Barn. Um, Caroline wanted to do that, but we didn't get to. And so, cause we just missed it. And so then we kind of went into the park and we kind of started going down all the food alley. Mm-hmm. And so we immediately got some fried cookie dough, which was amazing. And then the boys got this fried like pizza fries, which was terrible. <laughs> and, um, and then we got, well, let's see, we got a number of things for food, which was good. Um, and, um, and then we ended up kind of wandering around to uh, Big Tech's. Mm-hmm. We saw that. And then I think we found you guys at the uh, – we ran through the – mat- show. what We kind of cut through the Mattress Firm place, which was like a big – I don't know. It was like a, a – you know, it was like all these vendors in there. So it was kind of like a flea market inside the Mattress Firm barn, <laughs> which was really interesting. But we got there early.
1: Did you go to the Creative Arts Barn? No. Okay.
0: That would have been cool.
1: It's right next to that mattress barn and vendor barn.
0: We went to We're the Casa connected. de Chocolate in uh, the Women's uh, Institute building. And oh, it we was, didn't see that. It was a Latino celebration. It wasn't a chocolate. Th- I was like, oh, chocolate. It was a Latino celebration, which was That That's so
1: racist. It was a say, Latino. Like cho- I, choc- chocolate choc- people?
0: It was <laughs> a Casa de Chocolate, <laughs> And I'm like, oh, good. We'll go eat some chocolate. And it wasn't that at all. It was a Latino celebration. I'm like, okay, fine. Just call it a Latino celebration. Don't call it a chocolate thing.
1: That's so I weird.
0: Was, I was very upset
1: about that. So we went in a completely different way than I've ever gone in my life. Did you come in through the
0: front entrance by No,
1: text? no. We came in through some weird side entrance oh. right by... You know where that main concert stage is? Oh,
0: yeah. We saw that. Yeah.
1: There's a little entrance over there behind that.
0: There was a guy that just kept saying, check, check, check. I'm
1: like, dude, we hear you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Somehow we came in through there. I'd never uh-huh. been in that way in my life. Okay. I'd never driven on these streets I was on. It was totally different. Oh. And anyway, and I'm telling, the girls hadn't been there since they were little. little. Like last time we went with y'all, actually. Seven years ago. Yeah, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, the after our episode, I'm throwing out these facts. I'm like, you know, the fair has the biggest Ferris wheel in North America. Midget City. Yeah. The biggest Ferris wheel in North America. Mm-hmm. Well anyway, so we go in through this entrance and there's this little rinky dink Ferris wheel there. <laughs> you told me about this. And they're like, Dad, you're full of crap, man. Yeah. Thought, I was like, Well, it looks kinda big, doesn't it? <laughs> and literally Sarah and I stood there looking up at this thing like so they have Is that really it? So no. they, they have
0: two Ferris Wheels. Yeah,
1: this was a little it was it was big, but it was it wasn't the big one. Was the for, big one was over by the midway the and way, that's right? where we were. We, yeah, were we over didn't that. go in through there. So we went in through there and that gives you right into Food Central. Yeah. So we immediately ate um,
0: Did you get a Fletcher's corn dog?
1: We ended up getting a Fletcher's, but at first we got a, a different off brand because the Fletcher's line was super long. I couldn't get one. It was a hundred deep. At well, least. okay, so out there by Big Tex, it was you know massive line. Yeah, and so Sammy and I said, well, we're not going to do that. And there was another corn dog place with no line. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> so we got that, and it was good corn dog. Okay. Corny dog. Yeah. And then Kendra got some. Kendra and Sarah got some nachos. They wanted to have that Ruth's taco wrap thing oh, that we talked I,
0: about. I couldn't ever
1: find that. They didn't find that either. I couldn't find that. So, anyway, so then we, that's the first thing we did. And then the first thing we did was we went to the auto show and saw y'all. We had just got there at that point. Well,
0: I was trying to get that, uh, what's the big red donut with chicken on oh, it? Oh, yeah,
1: big red with fried chicken. Yeah. yeah.
0: I was trying to get that too. And uh, the line, so the line for the Fletcher's corn dog was at least 100 deep. Yeah. And the line for the big red donut with chicken on it was probably 80 deep. Oh, really? And I'm just like, dude, I'm not doing that.
1: Yeah. So we did the auto show and then we walked back down the other way. And we went into a couple of barns. We didn't go all the way to the cow barn. We didn't go that far. Oh, that's
0: where we were parked. We were parked yeah. right on the other side of the cow barn.
1: But we did go through the horse barn. We oh, you did? That. Yeah. Okay. When we saw a little petting we're, zoo thing.
0: We did go to the uh, like Little Cow Hands uh, petting zoo, yeah. and that was crazy fun. Oh, yeah. They had ostriches. They had kangaroos with little joeys in their you know, pouch.
1: We, we saw a couple things in there, but it was so yeah. crowded we bailed out. We, no, we, we stayed. We did go through the cow barn. No, there's a different cow barn that he's talking about. There's two wow. it's a different ca- There's two yeah, great there's a big, big cow building. barns on the go, way back. We didn't go to that, and they were doing
0: judging. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get that far. But the little hands, you know, cow. Uh, the little hands. That helping. was so
1: crowded. We barely got in, and we saw like a goat and okay. another cow. That's we, when we saw a cow. We but went. Then there, we got out of there because we it was way too
0: crowded. Really, really early. That was at like ten thirty yeah. or so when we got there. And I'm telling you, between ten thirty and eleven thirty, it's like hundreds of thousands of people have showed up. Yeah, and this was on a Sunday, so we skipped church and went, and um, it was just, it was amazing because it was fun for the first hour, and then it's like another couple hundred thousand people just showed up. Oh, it got so crowded. We did. I did get to do the two things I like the most.
1: One is the dog. Did y'all see the dog show that I told you about? No. Oh, so we got to see that. There was one that came on at three o'clock, and it's in the big arena next to the oh yeah, like that petting zoo and all that stuff. Yeah, they have pig races. Oh, and yeah. they have a dog show. No, I missed that. So we got to see that, and that's super cool. It's all these rescue dogs, and they've oh. trained them. Like these trainers will take these rescues and train them to this uber top oh, level. Oh, that's so cool. So they go out and they do all these frisbee tricks and run through you know obstacle courses and all that stuff. So we saw that. Okay. And then we went, and but at that point, by the time you stepped out of that barn, that was in that main kind of uh, row.
0: And then you are done. And you just... You can't move.
1: You can't move. And so we were just kind of stuck there. So we wiggled our way down, but it takes
0: forever to work through there. Yeah, and we had a stroller, so yeah. we were toast.
1: So then we went over to the mattress barn area uh-huh. with all those vendors, and I knew that the, um, the craft stuff is next to that oh yeah and because those two barns are connected so we went through that went back to the craft area and that's cool you would uh, love that area
0: I would like that
1: it's and that's where like people go to enter their own stuff in okay I would like so that so there's like jellies there's pickles there's oh, yeah. Lego sculptures that people have entered there's antique collections I mean it's just a okay I would like that wall you know wall after wall the displays all that stuff so we saw that okay
0: no, we were. And done. then
1: after that, we got in line. You know, Sarah was like, "I want a Fletcher's corny dog," mm-hmm. and so we got in line for the Fletcher's corny dog. But there was one over there in that area that the line would not We still had to wait maybe five minutes. Oh, I, I still didn't. have some coupons. Yeah, I It's just, too. just
0: a short sale war. So yeah, I've got the map and the coupon in my. So we got a
1: Fletcher's part. too. So we were able to compare the Fletcher's to the other generic brand, and uh-huh. I thought Fletcher's was a lot better.
0: That's it. Sammy didn't. Oh, really? Sammy didn't. He- you didn't think so? No.
1: But oh I God. thought Fletcher's was significantly
0: better, Fletcher actually. was so good. Yeah. So good.
1: So we did that, and then we had a bunch of tickets, so then we just started eating crap. Yeah, crap. <laughs> so that's Kendra what I... had a fried Twinkie, and Sammy had fried pizza, and Sarah got fried Oreos, that's what we did. and then yeah. we had funnel cakes. and
0: We did get funnel cakes, yeah. But that's
1: how they get you, man. So, so we pre-bought all these tickets, that's so then we, we had to spend them. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have spent all that I crap. wouldn't have spent that either. Yeah, There's no way. I got so, like yeah. 12 tickets left over. Yeah, I got all this. But it was a good time, and then we waddled out to the car. I was... <laughs> <laughs> I felt like garbage.
0: Yeah, after indigestion that. after eating all that fried <laughs> junk. It
1: like I was dying on the uh, inside. Yeah, yeah. But it was great. It was no. an awesome time.
0: It was It was good. It was just... Gosh, and we so... didn't go
1: to the Midway at all. Did y'all do that?
0: No. Yeah. And, and Caroline wanted to ride some rides. And so I'm did like, Sammy. We, we're Sammy's
1: not, like, well, let's ride some rides. We're not doing that. Uh,
0: yeah, we're not doing that. So, yeah. <laughs> no, we were ready to go. Well, it was a good time. All right. Well, hey, thanks for everybody for uh, listening uh, on our uh, ramblings on drought and rainfall <laughs> in the Texas State Fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys take care.
1: All right. Adios. Bye.